Your team grows like jackrabbits. It does. It does. Your team's um, kind of crazy. <laughs> Good Lord. And welcome to another episode of Refactored, the show that walks that perilous void between professional success in the technical sectors, between the deterministic, precise world of engineering and the powerful, unbounded nuance of business and communication. My name is Frank Cole, and with me is Chris Tonkinson. And today is February 17th, 2021, episode 010, double digits. That was an intro. <laughs> I, I was I was bored the other night and I figured I'd write something up. So we'll see. Maybe Clearly. some of it'll stick around. I, I, I kind of <laughs> went full. I went full, uh, full legendary on it. I was actually looking at background music. I, I, I think mm. we'll, we'll sidestep that for the time being. But I think there's probably a nugget or two in there that I'd like to carry forward. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we can play with it. But I don't seriously, know gonna... security and everyone else. Nobody likes security. And yet everyone needs them. And they are literally yeah. just like attorneys. They are the attorneys of our world. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, to the point where they're focused on compliance and risk mitigation. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallel there. Oh, there's 100% of parallel there. That and nobody likes them. And it's their fault when something goes wrong and nobody notices when everything's going and right. Everything's going right. Well, there's I mean, you could say that about our entire field. So, mm. yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I I'm doing okay. I'm mm -hmm. doing okay. It's been a <clears throat> been a rough week. Got some stuff going on at the house. Um, but I got a um, uh, I got a little 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 confidence booster. A little bit of good feedback. Or we can we can talk about that if you want. But oh, okay, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good week. How are you? Nice. Good. Good. I am uh, getting ready for uh, snowmageddon round two. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to get four to eight inches. I don't know what you're going to have. And I already have about a foot sitting in my yard plus ice yeah. still covering parts of my driveway. So here in the wonderful tundra of the Northeast United yeah, States. Yeah, it's it has been it has been quite the uh, it has been quite the winter. So my wife complained that we go, you know, we go several you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. We go several years without much accumulation to speak of. And mm -hmm. then we get a year where it's, you know, storm after storm after storm. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, welcome to the. You know, welcome to the tri-state area. Yep. No, it's it's a hundred percent true for sure. Um, yeah. So I would love to hear about your good news. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, it three little words, and they're they're really powerful. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was uh, we're we're talking about different things at work, and long story short, I had reason to have a conversation with somebody I hadn't really connected with meaningfully in a little while. Um, and we're talking, and it's kind of uh you know it's a not sensitive issue but um certainly one that um we want to be you know we want to approach thoughtfully and um you know we're going back and forth and at one point this person says you know what i trust you and i i was a little taken aback i thought you know holy cow that's that's humbling and mm -hmm. and validating um certainly certainly buoyed my spirits and i thought man that's that's really cool. And immediately I, I, I trust you too, you know, and I, I had to give that back. And, um, we just had a, we just had a great conversation after that kind of cards on the table, um, open, earnest discussion about like, look, we have a problem as a team. We're going to address it as a team. 
ultimately a decision's got to be made and everybody's grown up and recognizes that, you know, you have, <laughs> you have five people in a room and you've got six opinions on how th- something should be done. So there's literally no way to please everybody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which should never be the, the goal should never be to please everybody. That's, that's missing the mark. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought just, wow, what a, what a powerful thing. Um, and, uh, and that's just, that's give me a little extra energy this week. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I, it's I, it's I think really important to to tell your your team that I think that a lot of managers don't either because they don't feel it or they don't take the time to do it. But, you know, overtly demonstrating I have faith in your ability to handle this. So go handle it is probably one of the most important messages you can give to yeah. your your team because it empowers them. Let's them know yeah. that, that you've got their back, but they also have the agency in the in the process to do what they need to do, whatever it whatever it might be. So that's really cool. Yeah. Powerful words. Powerful words. Because mm-hmm. we, we talk so much about, you know, communication, making sure that we're all aligned, we're all rowing in the same direction. I emphasize, you know, um humility and respect and integrity and empathy and all of these soft skills. Uh, you know, my team has heard me, you know, rail on about endlessly. And and you know, I I don't know that I've ever actually explicit explicitly addressed trust. Um, but to hear that it was just it was powerful. And you know, and and immediately uh it 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 invites it, it necessitates, it begs reciprocity to hear this from side. The, the first thing I couldn't even think about what where the conversation was going, except I in my head, you know, I I trust this person also, but have I ever said that? And so you know, and immediately we had a starting point for the conversation, even if we we hadn't been on the same page or had a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was like, boom, anchoring point and everything was smooth from there. And uh, and that was neat. That was neat. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I hope that so the, the conversation was productive from there to solve whatever problem you were trying to solve. Is this one of the problems that we've so. discussed before? Is this is this in relation to any of the things that we've discussed without no, going not, into the details? Obviously, no, no, not Nothing. not yet. We haven't really. T- no. And there's actually there there's a little bit there. I would I would love your opinion on if you you know um uh, if you'd like but, like off the show uh, no, or on the show? No, no, on the show. Oh, okay. No, I would love yeah. Okay, Me? yeah. Opinions so let's, talking. Let's do- <laughs> please come on. <laughs> please, you give me. Too who, who, who do you credit. think you're talking to here? <laughs> You want me to, yeah, I, um, there's a running, it's just, it's a, there's a running gag in the, in the company. Now my, my boss, uh, his name is, uh, his name's Justin and, uh, he's a great guy. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. With he, you all day. Yeah, he deals with me day in and day out. He is, he's phenomenal. Uh, I, his, his set, I, I have a hard time encompassing it because, uh, he is a very, very accomplished engineer. He built a company. And then sold off his shares and ended up here with with us. He's the one who hired me, and like he he runs rings around me in all the ways that I usually thought of myself as fairly strong. Like you know, it's just demonstrable. Like, holy crap, this guy really is the kind of person you you want to be. Them when you grow up, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm almost forty, so you know, <laughs> grow up. I guess is a relative term at this point, but. Uh, anyway, Justin's a really great guy and he has a, he has a really great sense of humor. And, uh, we have this running gag now that, um, uh, I, uh, I'm now getting paid by the word in meetings 
by my company because I can't see how that would. I, yeah, I, I don't know Frank. if you can imagine that, but not the Frank that I know and yeah. love. <laughs> I, I try not. I try not to, but I. We have such a timid. At, at times, we have a timid group, and mm. nature abhors a void. And so, okay. I'm going to step in there and do it anyway. So you're, not, you're the aberration that steps into that. I am. Void. I am the aberration that steps <laughs> in the void. That's right. Over and over and over again. And usually <laughs> stepping on my own feet. So anyway, you wanted my opinion on something, not to hear about yeah. how awesome I am from myself. Just where the, the spectrum. So the, the topic du jour, you know, um, and I'll leave, you know, uh, faces, leave the details out. The yeah, 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 of course. Um, but, but generally speaking, we're talking about some level of, of reorganization. Uh, within okay. the broader, not just my team, but sort of a broader level reorganization. Nothing earth shattering, but kind of the little growing pains and, oh, hey, we shoulds that, that come up in the normal course of doing business, you know, kind of challenging assumptions you didn't have yesterday or didn't realize you had yesterday. Somebody said, well, why are we doing this? And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, hey, this is stupid. Let's, you know. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, we're talking about this this kind of reorganization type project. It's fairly minor, but uh, you know, it impacts uh, different folks. And um, I guess, how do you level set this? Uh, generally, the the people involved they sort of are doing their work. You know, there's 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 tactical work that needs to be done. They're the ones doing it. Um, in some cases, they have been for many years. In some cases, they're a little newer. Um, but there's there's tactical work being done, nevertheless. And I will say, as a as a rule, uh, most of these folks are you know just salt of the earth. They get it done. They do it with a smile. They don't complain. Just the the backbone of the organization. You know who I'm talking about, right? The, just you depend on them day right. in and day out to do what needs to be done with a smile. Get in front of problems before they become your problems, right? Really, right. really great members of the team. Really good team spirit, really good situational awareness. Just, you know, I, I wish everybody was more like this all the time, including myself, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we we come across this organizational question and, you know, we've got some people over here and some people over there and, and well, we want to organize the team a little better. And so the question comes up, how do we organize the teams and who do we put where and who do we put under or over who? And what do we call these positions? Because, you know, over time, we've realized that there are different people in different, you know, divisions of the company with similar responsibilities, different titles and tenures. And, you know, there's just so we're at this point where you want to, on the one hand, because these people, they know what they do, they do it very well. It doesn't matter if they report to me or the guy next to me or the woman on the other side of me. It doesn't matter, right? Because no matter which team we embed them on, their job is the same. Their value to the organization is the same and and cannot be overcounted. Um, so it doesn't really matter where we put them. And is with respect to title, uh, title doesn't really matter, right? Because the work is the same. We're not we're not talking about a restructuring that changes what they're doing. It's more just org chart uh, monopoly, right? And so. On the one hand, it doesn't matter what you call them or where you put them because they're going to be doing the same stuff the same awesome way that they have been. On the other hand, I, I'm, I'm sensitive to being very thoughtful on why we structure things the way we do and how we structure things and how we communicate that we have structured things to, to serve a given end goal. 
And so I, I, I find myself vacillating between this, well, it really doesn't matter. And this is a very important topic. And then in the middle are, you know, potentially these team members who I never want to have worry that if I'm in my, you know, manic, you know, cycle of overemphasizing the importance of, of title and org chart position, think that this is a bigger deal than it is because their day-to-day is not changing. And on the other side of the cycle, don't think that they don't matter because they might hear me say that it doesn't matter where we put them or what they're called. And so there's these two kind of competing philosophies. They're not, I would say, mutually exclusive because I think there's a, a ring of truth to both, right? Let's be honest. It doesn't matter what we call you, where you put you, your value is the same. We recognize it. We appreciate it. We're going to rally around you and make sure that you have what you need to do it well. On the other hand, you don't want to make it sound, you know, to 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 anybody in the organization, you don't want to mix, especially somebody that you may have some modicum of authority over. You don't want to make this seem like uh, a bigger deal than it is, you know, that it is being overthought or that, um, you know, that that causes its own level of concern in their mind. Um, so I know I know that's that's a little vague, but but I, you know, I hope kind of the, the kind of the, the ping pong in my brain is kind of clear what I'm, what I'm rattling okay. against. I wonder if you have any thoughts. on All that. right. So you're saying that you're doing a reorg and it has some impact and you think that, but you don't want to, you don't want to overemphasize or underemphasize it. You're trying to hit that just right. The sweet tone? spot. Right. Right. Okay. And it, it is true. And we are not changing what these folks are doing. What you're they're just, doing today is what they're doing teams. tomorrow. Exactly. Rearranging teams. This is deck chairs um, on the Titanic type stuff, or is there actual impact? <laughs> no, not on the Titanic. No. Because um, no, there, there's those kinds of reorgs too, where it's like, okay, we're going to reorg and then absolutely nothing changes. It's just like some some lines on a chart somewhere change, but actually fundamentally nothing actually changed. So I guess that's the first well, question. And, is there actually any fundamental change? Because it sounded like there wasn't. That was my first. Well, no, no, I, I, I revolted at the Titanic thing because, you know, it makes it seem like everybody's going to die in icy water. That That's not true. That's, um, uh, well, but, I, you know, the cold, point about but. about it being kind of, um, you know, uh, intellectual masturbation. Right. It's not mm-hmm. it's not uh, it. So it's not we're not giving people large swaths of new responsibility or taking it away or shuffling that around. Uh, we're just taking people in different parts of the organization who do similar things. And kind of putting them together. Oh, um, oh, I like where this is. And going. or or putting them closer together. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, no, we're we're recognizing that this is weird, and so we want to try to fix that weirdness and make sure that everybody's aligned and uh-huh. and you know together. So we're not changing the the the, the JD. Mm-hmm. It is a meaningful change in so far as we resolve some you know hitherto unaddressed. Uh, disparity or, or, or not disparity, but uh, arbitrary division between, you know, the teams, but the day-to-day is not changing. Right. So it's like, it, it doesn't really matter, but, but it kind of does. Yeah. There's ancillary effects because they're now working closer together with people that are, that really matter. And so this kind of harkens back to what we were talking about with the DevOps stuff where DevOps isn't actually a role. It's actually putting a developer and an IT person together with their desks sort of back to back, either metaphorically or quite literally, so that they're working closer together. That's how you actually achieve DevOps is is 
you know, is the same kind of thing. And in order to do that, you have to, there is some, some reorg that has to happen because those are typically two isolated silos. So it sounds like you're doing something similar to that. Um, in all of these things, I always resort anytime you're dealing with a situation where I think where emotion has a high likelihood of entering the picture because that's kind of what it sounds like you're concerned with. Either people thinking any kind of emotion. Oh, this is stupid. Oh, I'm losing my job. Oh, crap. This person's getting promoted. You know, whatever emotion. Anytime that you're dealing with that kind of a situation, my go-to is facts, 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 facts. And I and just drill in on this is what's happening. Here is why. Here is how. Here is the outcome. And you just you just stay laser focused on the facts. And anytime the emotion comes into it, you just redirect it back out. Here is the how. Here is the why. There's there's nothing more or less to it. This is this is what it is. And it works. I, I do that for I recommend that to all my engineers when they're doing consulting, especially when they're doing constructive criticism. And I do it with my own team. Anytime we're making changes or we're introducing new ideas, it's the same idea. It's just focusing in on, okay, here is the concreteness of it. Yeah. And it keeps, it mentally anchors people on the things that really matter. We and talked it, about this a few weeks ago with with Gary, the architect, doing his code review. Yeah. Right? Is this yeah. A, a focus on, you know, focus on the thing. And that's, and I have, and that that has been part of my strategy in, in trying to manage this in a way where, you know, it's not, oh, everybody is heard and then I'm going to go off to the right and do everything I was always going to do anyway. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you want to solicit good feedback from your team. You you want to get their ideas, right? You don't you don't hire good people and tell them what to do. That's a waste and it's stupid. You hire good people so they can tell you what to do, right? So I want their feedback. I want their unique perspective on what they think should happen here, knowing that you're not going to satisfy everybody all the time. And so ultimately, I've got to make a decision that somebody not that anybody I think is going to be displeased with the outcome, but maybe they didn't get their preferred outcome, right? That well, right. You can't please everyone all the time. And again, <clears throat> I think that focusing in on the facts really does a lot to disabuse people of, of those of those inclinations because, yeah. okay, yeah. I personally don't like it or I am personally not realizing as much benefit from this as maybe somebody else is. You know, because they're, they're, I mean, when you make these kinds of changes, it's going to impact some people more than others in yeah. good and bad ways. But if I'm focused on the facts or, you know, the, the decision is, is very factually, logically driven, I can at least acknowledge, okay, I see that. I understand that. And it, it again, it's a way to just tamp and remove the emotion entirely. So yeah. when when delivering this kind of a reorg, I think it's also important to focus in on the roles and the responsibilities and not talk about the individuals. You know, we're moving, we're, we're rearranging this. So I'm going to keep going with the DevOps thing since it, it kind of works. So, you know, we are, we're, we are rearranging how our development team and our IT teams work and we are positioning the front the 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 back end developers closer to the production IT support not we're rearranging IT and development so that bob is working closer with sally because even that even that personal 
you have now just by doing that personal connection, you're now introducing, I think, emotion to it. And I'm not saying you can't talk about people as people, of course, but in that initial message delivery, you really just want to focus in on the, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. You know, the people you're, you're focused on the process and the people are, I'm going to say interchangeable, but that's, it's diminishing the, the, the human element and the individual element. But, you know, for the sake of this illustration, just bear with me here. So the people are almost interchangeable because you're focused in on talking about a, a business decision and not, you know, not, not the person. Yes, there's a personal effect to it and you do need to address those, but you, you want to focus in on, on, you know, the how and why of, of, of what's actually important. Cause you're not making the decision. You're not going to do that kind of a reorg because of any one individual. That's just, you know, that's just not no, how and it it's, gets done. Right, no reason. right. Like you could have the most amazing staff or the most awful staff. That it's independent decision of this. is independent yeah. of that. It's, it's, it's this, completely independent. It's completely yeah. independent of that. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why you keep, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to head off people who are like, oh, businesses are so evil and faceless. No, that's not what's going on here at all. This yeah. is, you know, you're actually, this is actually how you handle, this is actually a very human way of approaching because you're actually trying yeah. to keep uh, address people's emotional needs. And part of the way that you can do that is by tamping that out of it because that yeah. really, it, and if, and if you can't, then that means that that decision was probably made emotionally and you shouldn't be making logical, rational decisions based purely on emotion. They, I mean, sure there might be fire in your belly, but you need to have your head wrapped around it too. And so it's, it's, I think that that's the the most important thing when it comes to this stuff is is telling yeah, people. I would I would agree that's that's applicable and that and that has been a lot of you know it's like hey everybody everybody you know I said we've got you know you got ten people in the room you have eleven opinions well mm-hmm. all twelve of us agree that we we want to make a change so all thirteen of us sat down and said okay let's <laughs> let's uh, let's focus and let's figure out what we need to do and then and then the fourteen of us said okay yeah this looks great. Um, and so then the 15 of us started, uh, you know, your figuring team out grows okay, like jackrabbits. It does. It does. <laughs> your team's um, kind of crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so, but, but, but the broader, the, the broader group without exception realizes we got to do something here, right. That looks weird. We got to, we got to clean this up. Um, everybody's on board and then it's like, all right, there's an option a and an option B. Um, and there's, you know, there's some, I, I wouldn't. So I guess if you want to be really pedantic about it, right. Emotion, but. Um, you know, you're just talking personal preference, work history, professional aspirations, you know, at play with where the where the preference is for for A versus B. And ultimately, mm-hmm. everybody knows it's got to be one or the other. Um, and so I think my strategy going into it has just been um, to emphasize that, you know, again, you know, sit down with everybody and figure out what their goals are. And, you know, can we make this align with that harmoniously? If as much as if that's possible, as much as you know, and if you have possible, yeah, if you have one or two people involved and they have their goals and ambitions and desires and preferences, you need to make a decision that's impacting two people. Then, great, you can probably do that in a way yeah. that everybody feels good about it. Okay, what about five? What about nine? Right? There's a certain scale. There's a where percentage. Just, it breaks. There's a scale of impact where you know, right? It's exactly. Not just one or two people. Now it's three. Now it's five. It's ten. It's twenty. Yeah. It's a whole team. It's a whole department. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, I totally agree with that. The other thing you you already addressed the second thing that I was thinking, which was involving the team in the decision making process yeah. and, and letting yeah. them know in advance, hey, we're we're thinking about doing this thing, and you're by by involving them, one, you 
it's a it's a way to immediately acknowledge that you are not the master of the universe and don't have all the answers and it's very possible that somebody else in that room could have a good idea and so walking them through it you know gets all good ideas on the floor the other thing is it warms people up to the idea humans naturally do not like change um no i i i we 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 just eschew it we'd we'd rather consistency and fear of the unknown is a thing too. And well, so yeah, the because more change, that you can change represents those. the unknown and the unknown is the root of stress. Right. So just thinking about change causes people stress. I mean, that's, that's, you know, basically fact. Right. So if you can introduce, um, so if you can make them part of the process, they actually walk yeah. the path with you. They see what's yeah. coming. They understand why it's coming and where it's going and what to expect. Yeah. You're eliminating all of that resistance to the change. Well, and, and, you, and you start with why, right? That's a, a book title by, that might be Cynic or somebody else, right? Start with why. And that was the first thing that we did. Look, there's this thing in front of us. We got to make a change. Let's try to get you all together. Yes. Okay, great. We're agreed on that. Now, how do we do that is the secondary question. Mm-hmm. Once you've got that buy-in, all right, everybody, we, we got to, you know, uh, we have a thing. We got to make a change. Everybody's bought in now. Now there's, uh, there's, 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 um, activity, right? It's going to impact everybody. And I'm, I'm feeling that if it's going to impact you, you should at least have a hand on the wheel. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I solicit feedback a, because I don't know everything. Um, B because I trust there are things, you know, better than I do. That's why we have this relationship here. Um, but I think that's where, you know, grounding it on, look, this is, we got to do what's best for the team. Keep coming back to that. It's what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being open about that, soliciting the feedback. I think that's a lot of where the state, you know, I trust you thing comes from. Um, I think you get, you get a, a reputation or not over time for making, you know, like you said, fact based, fact based logical decisions that are best for the team as a whole, rather than playing favorites and acting emotionally and, and knee jerking everything. Um, and I think that's the basis for trust that, you know, people feel like you're going to make a decision in a careful way or not, you know, and I think that's, I think that's a lot of where that comes from. Um, yeah, people just and want to so be grounding heard. on, they want yeah, to be heard. yeah, right, right. But not, not just, oh, I hear you. And then I'm going to go, you know, no, really do everything heard. anyway, but really, no, really like, okay, great. What do you want out of this? How can we, and I, I use the analogy. I love the heck out of this analogy. You can look at, um, you know, a, a package and, and let's say you're in, you're in the state college area, middle, you know, central Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania right? literally dead um, center. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you could order something from as in a Philadelphia warehouse and see that ship to Kentucky and then to Chicago and then to Pittsburgh and then to state college, right. Rather okay. than uh, it just shipping from Philadelphia to state college. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be, that would be a really easy and you look at it when you zoom way in and you say, this is an idiotic system. Why in the heck would FedEx do this? This is clearly wasteful, right? The problem is you zoom out far enough and you see that strategically, you see that as a whole system, we're approaching efficiency, even though the tiny little decisions that are made along the way may seem chaotic and out of line and sporadic and random and and even stupid on the face of it. Um, you know, why is the plane flying over my house to go farther in the other direction to get to me? Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, we have a 
you know, I'm going to say optimal. No, please. I don't want your feedback. Send it to slash dev slash null that, well, this is not actually traveling sales. You know, just, I, I get it. I get it. I can hear the feedback now, but, <laughs> uh, but, but overall you, you have a system that approaches actual global efficiency. Um, even though those little minute decisions may seem random and wasteful. And so I use that analogy, um, you know, often, but, but in this case as well to say, look, if you have professional goals, you, you know, you're sitting here, you want to be sitting over there in a few years. If I know that I may still make decisions that look like you're moving in the wrong direction, but I can help get you there eventually. Right, we can have a globally optimal system, meaning everybody's getting a little bit of what they want along the way. If we can't have an open and honest discussion about what you want, I mean, I can't, I can't do any of that. I can't promise I'm going to get you there tomorrow if you do tell me what you want out of it. Um, but I can promise that I'm thinking about you as I'm making these decisions, and I have a plan for how to get you from here to there over the long term. Um, so okay. I, I love you, and you can abuse that in a lot of different situations. That that package shipping analogy. Um, yeah, it's, we, it's I was a, actually talking to one of my one of my uh, managers today in our in our one on one about uh, about leadership, and uh, he's got he's got aspirations to to move up into a into a director role. He's a, a little on the young side, but eager, and uh, you know has has you know made his way um, to the point he's at now. And we were talking about the the visibility and how uh, when you are when you're handling as you go higher in the organization, you have a higher altitude of of decision making and view and consideration. It's not more important, it, but it is, but it is a higher level and thus has greater impact, and that's what makes it more valuable. It's that exponential. Um, so, uh. When you're up there, though, you've got you you see more of the picture, but you lose resolution on on those on the narrower small pieces, and so then it becomes really important that you uh, can rely on and trust the people underneath of you to have the appropriate resolution at their level, and then to yep. funnel the the important information up, and you know making sure that you have so so doing skip levels with with the lowest. Um, with the lower tiers, like one or two, um, mm -hmm. uh, two or more levels removed from you, doing those on some kind of routine basis so that they can uh, shuffle feedback up the uh, up the ladder efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean that that exercise, recognizing that you you now have more of the picture, but you have less detail, is. I think really important. Uh, the one, so the one bit I would add to your analogy though, uh, yeah, you've got, you, you now have this vision of efficiency overall that you, know, you, you see that it is actually approaching very efficient, even though the package doesn't go direct to, you know, from Philly to, to state college. But I would still, even given that, I would still want to know about that, that inefficiency so that I can be thinking, Okay, that's still a problem. How can I fix that? So right. yes, well, all this it, other but stuff is great, but I want to fix. I still want that to not happen, and so in order for that to happen, I need to know about it. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But but what is the metric for success in that case? Right? Is it is it 
distance traveled or is it time to destination? Because those are different in this case, right? I can have a global approaching optimal Hmm. uh, logistics system that can get a package from wherever to wherever in less than 48 hours. So the worst possible scenario of A to B in terms of travel can still happen within that time bound, even though individual local packages may go 100 miles away and then come back in order to facilitate. So so the metric for success there then becomes really important because guess what? Humans respond to incentives. So if you incentivize distance traveled for a package, your people are going to act one way. If you emphasize time to destination, time to delivery for a package, your team may find other solutions to the same problems. And if what you really want is to minimize distance traveled, but you're incentivizing time to target, you may have some weird outcomes and you may have to have some strange conversations and get in some weird minds because, and that could be unintentional and an unintentional thing, you mm-hmm. know, but people really do respond to incentives. Oh no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I guess my, I guess my analogy presupposed that the roundabout route would take longer pro- yeah, right. than the, than the direct route. And so I was going to, you know, when you asked what's, you know, you know, what, what's your measure of success? My measure of success in that case is, um, is, and always in almost anything is the satisfied customer. What makes the customer more satisfied? Well, in your analogy, this is them receiving a package. So faster, sooner, you know, so right. it would all, that would always be the concern. And, you know, logic and geometry would suggest that it's faster for that package to go straight right. from, from Philly to, to state college. And so I would try and draw that line as straight as possible. Yeah. But I agree with you. The incentives that you're making are absolutely right. It's not about distance. It's about overall time. But even but given that, I, I still have, okay, I see this really short line and then I see this really long line. Okay, well, how can I, so, so the further optimization is, okay, how can I apply my benefits that I'm getting right now in this efficiency and use that shorter line so that I'm getting it even faster to the customer. Right. So you 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 know the the tallest nail is that you meet the actual goal. Right. And then within that, within the consequences of having solved that, now you want to optimize all of the different Correct. parameters underneath of it. Yeah. Yep. So I yeah. just had <laughs> I just had a conversation with a potential client today, and they were you know asking asking me about. Um, they're doing a, 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 a pipeline migration. Uh, they want to, they want to introduce some automation so that their code actually gets pushed automatically as opposed to manually. And at the same time, they are looking at moving their production systems from a colo setup. So traditional bare metal kind of facility to cloud hosting, AWS, Azure, GCP. And the question was, which one should we do first? You know, which which one is the right one to do first? And I said, there there is no there is no right answer here. It is entirely dependent on your company's position. And I said, the, the way that you solve this problem, the way you solve all of the problems in our field, and I really do think this is pretty universal. What's the biggest pain point or in your your tallest nail? What's the biggest pain point? Okay, fix that. Knock that nail down, whatever it takes. Don't worry about the other, don't, don't even think about the other nails. Knock that nail down. All right. What's the next biggest nail? And just knock that nail down and just keep doing Mm -hmm. that over and over and over again. If you think about, 
the impact of I'm going to really I'm really stretching these analogies now. But if you think about the impact of <laughs> nailing down this nail on how how it affects these other nails and then the ripple effect from there, you, you end up getting into decision paralysis and you actually end up making really bad choices because you uh, you you start. um uh, you start um, not not waffling. Um, the word is escaping me right now. Um, but you don't. Start, you're not making the best choice to solve that nail. You are making a weaker decision to try and address things across the board, and it's kind of a pleasing. Or quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's efficiency. Right. And so, and we, yeah. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in a different context, but cycle time. Oh, that's right. We were talking about digital transformation, right? What's the, what's, you know, and, and uh, uh, not that we were talking about uh, cloud journey was the other half of that conversation. We said <laughs> cloud journey is wise because it takes so long to get there. By the time you get to where you think today you want to be, the goalpost has moved 40 yards. And so the important thing is to say what matters most, right. let's attack it and progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we perfection. did. We talked about this a little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Progress, not perfection. And so get that. And then you can work on identifying what your issues are, categorizing them by cost, by risk, by impact, by strategy, you know, market strategy, whatever, and then solving it and looping fast. Right. And, and, then, you, and then you get a really nimble organization. And the, th- and, the and, and here's the ironic thing. If you step back and you actually look at that process again from a higher elevation, you're describing agile. Uh, that's yeah. that's what uh, that's yeah. what agile iteration that's is. What it's meant to you attack. Look yeah. at the look at the setup. Fix a thing. Go back. Look at it again. Yeah. Fix a thing over and over and over again. And that's where you get the fail fast moniker, fail right? Fast, fail forward. You get the fail forward fail, thing, right? You mm-hmm. you fail fast means you're means you're limiting the scope of what you're changing and you're reassessing often so that you know, hey, this thing's going pear shaped. We're gonna cut bait. We're gonna go. We're gonna do this other thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows you because you're going to make you're going to make misses if you, if every project is planned for nine months for an execution over the following 18 months and validation over the three months following that, then your first failure may put you out of business. Right. If your cycle time is two months. OK, now you can try a lot of things fast and some are going to fail. But overall, you're going to outmaneuver your competition every time. Right. But I want to make I want to draw this distinction because I think it is really important, uh, and I would not have realized this. Or I did not realize this earlier in my career. You know, the distinct what we're talking about is agile, and what you the 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 negative scenario you just described would be waterfall, which is all of these pl- you know do a stage, do the next you know plan everything, do a stage, do the next stage, do the next stage, very very slow and deliberate. We in in IT and software development, we see that almost as a four-letter word. It's it's absolutely evil for us, and it's not evil. It's not it's not that it's evil. It's not applicable to us typically and directly. Waterfall though has its value in anything that has a manufacturing or a long-lived. Uh, so play cycle the bell. Time. Play the fight bell because oh, we can okay. because we can fight on this one. Right, here we go. Um, and I get your, I your point is your point is taken, but I want to dig it. Let's let's get a little spicy here. I want to okay. dig into that a little bit because right, let's do it. because agile is nothing more than lots of small waterfalls. So mm. you're now I get what you're saying and and colloquially in common parlance. Yes, I, what you're saying is 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 uh, I think pretty more agreeable than not. But but agile, even within a sprint, what are you doing saying? OK, these are the things we're going to do. How are we going to do them? How are we going to validate the result? 
that's waterfall. It's just really, really tiny. Yes. And but, so, but it's that loop and it's, it, but, but that entire loop is compressed in a small amount of, of time. I cannot compress the manuf the fabrication of uh, a car, you know, beyond no, even a software certain development. We don't even have to go into other industries, even software development. That agile is just it. You're decomposing the problem instead of the whole project following water flow. Mm -hmm. You're breaking it down into a hundred bite-sized water flows. Waterfalls. Yeah, waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I see what you're saying, but there is a what what I, the distinction I was trying to draw is that in software does not have the physical bounds that other industries do. So I'm going to stick with cars. Yeah, but the, cars, but the but the important but part is the people and the process and the and the thought pattern, not the, the product. No, but 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 the product has a fun, has a a. a very real effect. I have, I'm building a car. I need to connect the engine with the frame. Okay. I have to build the frame to match the engine. I have to build the engine to match the frame. Those two things have to match. They are different and distinct pieces, but they have to be planned, designed, and coordinated in concert. And I have to see that process through all the way through i have to see it to completion i don't have the luxury of making a major right turn in the middle of that if i do the project is scrapped and you're you're sol and you're out a whole boatload of money and so that's why i was drawing the distinction because and i'm glad we're having this argument because engineers naturally think waterfall evil it's not that it's evil. It's not. It's that it's not applicable. It's it's not ideal. It's not the best solution, the best approach in software development. It's just, agile is the way to do software because we don't have the constraints of physicality that other industries do. Yeah, yeah. I fight you. I I fight you, good mm, sir. Because so because while we don't have. Sorry, I probably didn't need to do that, but it was fun. <laughs> well, you're, well, you're trying to get your money out of the out of the, the wall card. That's fine. Um, but the the you're right. Okay, so physicality goes away, but time, mm -hmm. money, personnel, bandwidth these are still very real constrictions True. that matter yes. just as much as physicality that will put you in just as much hot water. Let's say you have a seasonal business and your customers expect things to start on January first and finish on twelve thirty one. Okay, right. And you start a project in March for the following year. You've got like a nine-month window to get this thing done, and it ships or it doesn't. Okay, you mm -hmm. cannot just YOLO agile your way through nine months of process, get to the end, and figure out you didn't meet the requirements to go to market per your customers on one one. Yeah, you got to so have a plan. You got to go into it with a plan for sure. Yeah. Okay, but that planning, right? That's mm -hmm. and you actually there's a term of what is it called agile fall? I think there's now a hybrid term to describe exactly oh my gosh. how Seriously? I haven't heard this before. No, to describe exactly this thing like high level details. Yeah, there's got to be some pre-planning. All of the implementation can and should be agile. Um, but it's a it's not a one or the other. It's not a black and a white. It's a grayscale. And the the slider. So if I if I'm implementing a jQuery UI slider here, and on the left is 0.0, .0 meaning waterfall, and on the right is 1.0, meaning agile, the farther I slide to the right, I'm still doing waterfall. I'm just doing it in more smaller chunks. Uh, first of all, you dated the hell out of yourself by mentioning a jQuery UI slider. I'm just going to well, thank that you. Out. you. Well, you, thank you. You are you are way behind the times, my friend. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm I, look, I do. I do internets, dude. I, 
your, your analogy about lots of mini waterfalls. I, I, I get it. I do. And, and it's true. It's, it, 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 but it, he, is, it is true. But, but to th- your point, here, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Like my software. Okay. I'm building a, I'm building a software product and we, and we decide to pivot. I can take software that is, I'm going to use real world analogies. Uh, I'm going to go with the car thing. Okay. So I'm building the software equivalent of a, of a car. I'm, I'm building a software car. If I, do, if I realize tomorrow based on my customer feedback, oh, customers don't want cars. Customers want uh, milkshake machines. I can the next day start converting very quickly and efficiently my cars into milkshake machines because mm-hmm. it's, right, I, it's I that malleable. Point. I've got pieces. Right. I can use, I can use you're right. the engine library. And I, and turn I take it your into, point. Yeah, I take like, your point and, and you're very, and you don't even, and again, you don't have to leave the software industry for some other sector or some other product. 20 years ago, when you bought software, you went to this thing and I know the kids listening, this is going to be a little bit of a wild ride. It's we're doing this is radio, okay? It's 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 imagination, okay? I need to, Theater of the mind. I need, I need an old I need an old timey sound. Let me make a note okay. for that. You old went to a sound. thing. It was called a store, okay? <laughs> and it has shelves, which are these horizontal surfaces on which goods and products are placed for your perusal and purchase. <laughs> you would go. You would pick up software. It was written to something called a disc, and then you would go home. You'd put this, and, and Mac users won't get this at all. You would put it into your computer. This disc. And it would read the program off the disk, right? So mm-hmm. shrink wrap box software. We don't have to leave the industry. Oh, that well, if you go, you yeah, that's ha- true. Like, yes. If you go back far enough, you're right. And then you, right? you do have, you have and real it's, waterfall it's elements It's all there. of the same. Yeah, yeah it's all the do. same. Now you're making good points because there's a certain, there is a physic, there is a, there's a realistic component to the physicality because it's not just time at that point. You've got inventory, you've got machinery, you've got stock. It's yeah. It's but all, the, and the all similarity though. Yeah. But there's also the time, the people, the planning, yeah, the capital, sure. the investment, the go-to-market, all of that other stuff stays. So mm-hmm. I think the processes are more, more the same than they are like. Oh, I agree. You're, I agree. you're shedding one component, but you still have all the other constraints. And again, back to my point where if you have a seasonal business, you have to go live 1-1 and that product is viable through 1231. You can't start in March and just say, we're going to agile our way to New Year's you're not going to make it. And then you're going to be out the same money, the same time, the same talent, the same market opportunity. But to your point, there isn't a physical uh, stock, physical machinery. And there so isn't forth something to, also. There is, right. It's not, it's the fact that you don't have a physical thing to design, fabricate, warehouse if necessary, yeah, but and, you can, and I, physically deliver. It's the, it's right. all of, when I say physicality, I'm talking about all of those it's things. It's all the physical stuff, it's right? All but that's that one stuff. of that's one of that's, you know the physical resources, just one type of resource: the time, right. the money, the people. That's all part and of that's the all, and, right. And, and yeah. that's and and the fact, and that's why agile is basically mini waterfall because agile is the removal, in my opinion, of of that that physical concerns because you well, don't right. have it but all those other things still exist you're exactly right and so because that's why those are easily fungible right the time the right. money the people the whatever those are e- i can trade right. one for the other really quickly i can't trade one factory for two smaller ones that's not easy that exactly you can't do. exactly so you i mean you absolutely have a point in in that vein no no bones about and that's and that's and so the relation is you know that's why when you remove that physicalness 
the the agile process is just that same. It's the same waterfall concerns, the same doing the same things, just in yeah. a very very smaller compressed time frame yeah. because you have at your disposal the ability to be right. that nimble. That's, now unencumbered that's this point. concrete instantiation of all of your work product. It's now fungible concepts like time and money and effort that you know exactly. Can and you can and, and even the thing with. that you're producing. The, the thing you're producing itself, you know, my car into an, into a, a, a milkshake machine, it, it, the product itself is fungible. Yeah. I mean, how many products have we worked on that have made mega 90 degree, 180 degree pivots from where they started? And, and, and the code is reused. 80% of it is reused in these crazy left turns. That's that's the joke. You go on LinkedIn or 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 go on Ycom or whoever else. Oh, you know, unicorn startup pivots. It's like, what do you mean by pivot? You mean using the same bottom 98% of your stupid mm-hmm. stack but putting one different form on one of your user <laughs> interfaces and all of a sudden you're going to get a lot of marketing juice out of the fact that you pivoted over Hey, 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 hey. hey. There was a new table Okay. There was a whole new table and relation in there too. There was a totally different thing. We had to meet up in Stockholm in a hotel for three weeks. It was a whole, you, know, you don't know the effort we put into this, right? The the miles of, of whiteboarded office walls that we doodled all over to get this done. I had, okay. Uh, I had somebody on a call. I won't say any more than that, who okay. lamented the loss of the whiteboard walls in the actual physical office as a result of going work from home due to COVID. Uh, I just, I pulled, I have, I have my monitor is on a, a wall mounted swing arm. Uh, I literally, I was totally silent. I just pulled my screen out and tilted it over at the wall where I have hanging a four foot whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, well, yeah, but you can't show that to people easily. It's like, I just did. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. I, I won. Well played. I mean, you know, good, good job. That was that. That's that's well done. Uh, but I, knowing nothing about the context of this of this conversation, so let's call this a let's call this a tangent to your comment. So yeah. you know, golf clap. Well done. You really put whomever in their in their place in a, in a very subtle, effective manner. However, there is something about being in the room. Together versus oh, sure. being I'm not, on Zoom. I'm not discounting that. And may, no, okay, well, I'm taking I'm taking one uh, one. Now, if I they're actually complaining about the comment. lack of a whiteboard, I mean, yes, that's. Yeah. I, I'm taking <laughs> one, you know, valid comment and steering it for comedic <laughs> steer, purposes. Yeah, 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 okay. Because on and the I'm face, of it, it's like, it. right, right. Because <laughs> the the sentiment was, yeah, you, there is some additional bandwidth you get by having people in a room around a shared uh, workspace. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's incontrovertible. Yeah. The words were. I missed the whiteboard. So oh, I pounced on that. that just to I, get it. I pounced on that for just a quick dopamine hit, you know? Nice. Well done. Um, good job. Nah, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. I like um, so anyway, that's, that's a, uh, Oh geez. <laughs> so yeah. And business. So, so these reorgs, they can happen. Uh, these reorgs, I think they can, um, you know, they can happen in an agile way, right? We're reorganizing the team as long as the goals are the same as long as we're communicating effectively about why we're doing these things and so forth. Um, you know, it's, uh, everybody, everybody needs to be heard, not just feel heard. And then, uh, I think you can make some meaningful progress. All right. Are you going to take us out here today? 
This has been another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal to suck a little less every day and this whole tome of things that Frank said in the intro. I am Chris Tonkinson. <laughs> Frank Cole, and you're not nearly as epic as me. Don't even try. No, I'm not. Don't even and bother. you can find us at uh, refactored.work. Send us feedback at feedback at refactored.work. Hate mail, send that to dev null. And uh, <laughs> at refactored.work. <laughs> dev null. <laughs> I'm going to What's I'm this dev null day. thing? I've what never seen dev this. No, I don't know. I don't know what this is. <laughs> All right, Frank. Well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> now you just made more work for me. <laughs> Thanks, I did. Buddy. I'll catch you later. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.